It's episode 1,103, and it's the Relevant Podcast. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. From Nashville, Tennessee, our managing editor, downtown Emily Brown. Hey, y'all. And in LA, Derek's out again today, so he gets the moniker, artist, producer, mogul from Social Club Misfits. It's Marty. What up? Remember that, guys? No. 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 <laughs> You're still trying to find your like, intro. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find my thing yeah. right now. I'm trying to. And that's every not episode, it. I'm trying something different. <laughs> yeah, I need to find his intro. He needs to find his greeting. That's that not it. That was so a bad choice. <laughs> Ten years too late. I appreciate the workshopping. Hey, guys, I'm going to jump right in here because I have. <laughs> I have a, I have a situation that I, I want some feedback on because uh, you know um, it, as Cameron knows I, I'm, I'm I had a home situation and I'm still trying to you know get renovated and I was looking at my my wife went to a floor store okay and even if you're not in the in the home renovation game I think people can relate to being in this situation she goes to the floor store or Brian like what what we've landed on is like a, a vinyl type of material long story short. You can buy them at different level of thicknesses, and that thicknesses determines sort of the price of the square footage, right? And so she's looking at a couple samples. The samples come in like four millimeter or like seven millimeter, and there's a big price difference in between. So my wife asked the guy, who, who she said was a pretty young guy, can you tell me the primary benefits of having the thicker one? Which we're talking three millimeters here. And he said, she said, the guy without even flinching said, well, some people like the way the thicker one feels on their feet, which is very odd because I don't see how that would make it feel any different. And she and my wife goes, well, what do you mean? Like, how does it feel different? He goes, well, the thicker is warmer, warmer. Okay. And so my wife says, how does that work? He goes, well, it's not as far from the ground, just with a supreme confidence. Okay, and she, she was like, "I'm sorry, but I still so I'm paying the extra cost because it's going to keep my feet warmer walking on it because it's further from the ground." And she said, "The guy just looked right at her and he goes, I'm sorry, that's not true, and I don't know why I said it." <laughs> that's a good salesman right there. I love that. <laughs> okay, so my wife is way nicer than me because I would have. Oh man, that would have been it, that would have been the start of a very long conversation with this guy. So then she so then she asks the guy, she just ignores it and lets it go. She doesn't like awkwardness. I do. Okay? Like, she caught the guy just trying to wing it. And to be fair, the guy almost had her. She was like, I mean, I guess, but it doesn't really... We're in a cross space anyway. And plus, how does three millimeters hold in, you know, let extra heat really... It makes no sense. So anyway, the guy was just totally making it up. So then she's like... Well, what would you recommend for a home? And she described our home. And the guy goes, whew, well, do you have any kids? And she's like, yeah, I have two. And, and again, we're trying to figure out where this is going here. Like, why is he? And, he, and he's like, how old are they? She's like, uh, they're 10 and 7. He goes, hmm, okay, 10 and 7. That means a lot of time at school. And I, let me guess, they spend a lot of time in their bedrooms, which won't have this flooring. <laughs> meaning it won't get as much wear and tear. She's like, no, they're never spend time in their rooms. They're in the living room all the time. Like, why would you just assume they're in the bedrooms? He's like, 
well, I was going to recommend the thicker given the kid's situation. And she was like, you know what? I think I'm good without assistance here. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, okay? Because this guy's out here trying to hustle. He's out here trying to sell floor He's, trying. He's trying to upsell. He's trying to upsell to the thicker, even though he clearly has no idea what the benefits are or what the use case is for either of these flooring samples. All right. <laughs> Do you appreciate this guy's hustle or are you aghast by it? Because when she came by, I was like, I got to go and meet this guy. (laughs) And I'm going to ask him all kinds of technical flooring questions that he clearly is in no way equipped to answer just to see how casually he answers it. Because I appreciate the hustle. No, hearing that story, what is your guys' take on this guy? He shouldn't be working there. That's what I want. I do appreciate the hustle. Um, I mean, who among us hasn't been in a situation where we had to lie and pretend like we were an expert on something? Fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. And he couldn't make it. And he owned up to that. So I got to respect that, that he knows his his fallings. Um, He definitely needs a new career, though. Like, this is not going to last long. (laughs) I disagree. Put him at Dunder Mifflin. Let him sell paper. Let him sell whatever. Like, if I think it was just that his lie made no sense. Like, yeah. if he had just thought through some lies that were like, and I, and because honestly, I might have believed him. My it wife is smarter than I'd be like, I would have come home and be like, Dana, we got to get the warmer yeah. one. We got to get the one that's further from the earth. Like, I can say yeah. so many things that honestly are straight up lies, but I say it confidently. People believe me. That's the key. He was, he was a human, he was a human version of an uninformed person on Twitter stating like a passionate political opinion. Well, you know, 67% of immigrants actually do, you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea, do you? You have zero idea what you're talking about, do you? He's my aunt on Facebook telling everybody that uh, Trump is still president right now and that the election 1977-6, something something like that. I'm like, like, no one's tracking you. You work at Old Navy. You know, like, what's going on here with the, you know, that... But I do think that once he would have been like, honestly, I'm lying. I would have been like, bro, you're hilarious, but you cannot help me now. Yeah, but you're I would hilarious. Have been like, I would have been like, you know what? On. You know what? I'm going with a thicker sample. Congrats on the commission, homie, because you had it me, man. Sense. I would have been. I would have welcomed the people in my home, being like, "Feel how warm this floor is? I got the seven millimeter. Okay, yeah. I paid an extra two dollars a square foot to get, get the seven. Take the socks off. You got to feel yeah. it Everybody, in the winter take time. Off your shoes. You're the we got so house. much real estate. Those extra three millimeters. Yeah, <laughs> you got to feel your shoes and you walk in, this, please. This does remind me. I actually had an interesting sale interaction the other day that I'm still thinking about uh i was grocery shopping the other day walk out right up front of the door are two precious little boy scouts with their little uniforms on and maybe the four teeth between them because they're like seven years old um and they asked they have a sign that they clearly wrote themselves because it was misspelled and they were like do you want to buy something from us today and i was in a good mood it was sunday felt like being a good samaritan so i was like sure what are you guys selling so i walk over to the table they are selling popcorn different flavors they give a little spiel and the dad makes a joke about like really you're investing in their future and i was like okay sure whatever i'll buy one bag of white cheddar popcorn tell me why as i'm handing the card to the father to swipe it he takes my card and goes by the way it's 25 dollars. i'm so sorry what 25 dollars for one bag of for white cheddar popcorn, popcorn. yeah how that i could have it? easily walked back inside and gotten for like three bucks how, how big was the popcorn it's like that. Let me grab. Let it's me like grab the telemarketing show Please on grab HBO. It. We need, a, we need yeah. like this is our Jimmy Kimmel where they bring the the something to show. Like the guest has to show the. I need a. I need a big. I need the one that's like Publix. You I know haven't what I'm opened saying? it yet. The because one that I'm still mad. Bends. 
Let's see this. I can't believe you went through with it. I would have been like, whoa, Are you $25 for that? If you're not Lay's potato chip bag of popcorn. Yeah, that's it. And he apologized as he was ringing you up. As much as air, of course. Um, (sighs) Yeah, he he did apologize twice. Because I think he recognized that he was technically robbing me. Um, But they like, I looked at that table as he was swiping my card because I was like, you did not give me any warning that this was twenty five dollars. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. It was like honestly, <laughs> if the kids weren't like staring at me with like sad eyes and no teeth, I probably would have been like, dude, seriously, come on. Like, you would have turned to <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> have you guys been watching that um, uh, telemarketing docu series on mm-hmm. HBO? It's basically like the same thing. If you say things with enough confidence and just breeze by the facts, you know, people will give you money. You know, it, the the whole premise of the show is the these guys who worked at this telemarketing place back in like I don't know, like early two thousands. You know, were calling people on behalf of what they said was like a, a charity to provide stuff for like police officers or, or, or firefighters or whatever. And you know, but they would talk in a way that they act like they were police officers. You know, mm. and, and and had this whole sales pitch and how if they put this sticker on their back of their card or to show that they supported the police, it might just get them out of their next ticket or whatever. <laughs> and then, but the thing is, they were keeping their company was keeping like eighty five percent of the donations. <laughs> and yeah, ninety percent of the donations, and it was this big scam. But it's the same principle here with the Boy yes. Scouts. It yeah. is no different no, than I what need they a did to you. Huh? <laughs> Can you take a bite of it on air? Can you tell us if it's even good? I haven't opened it yet because I every time I see it, I just get angry. Um, I would so, be angry too, yeah. And I'm like, I got to make this last for like six months because I just invested in this. My you thing is, try it. tell if it's good. Tell if this is any it good. Better, it better be the best popcorn I've ever had in my life. I just don't understand. Like, I need a price breakdown of why it's $25 because it's like, I get that it's for Boy Scouts and stuff. Just ask me for $25 next time. Like, because now I'm just annoyed that I paid paid for a bag of popcorn and it's like well i didn't i paid three dollars for the popcorn and 22 dollars is going to the boy scouts that's fine just tell me that up front don't already have my card in hand and say by the way that's 25 dollars girl scouts are only yeah. like what six seven bucks seven bucks no, they're, more, they're expensive now now the cookies i just bought they were like 10 bucks Okay, but still, a box are getting of more cookies, which too. is still insane, but like yeah. a whole box of cookies that are like unique flavors, at least. This is white cheddar popcorn. I could have made this at home. Can I, I, I just looked it up, Emily. You know, that 70% goes to them. That's why it's so expensive. Well, where is the other 30% so much going? I don't know. Because it looks like, uh, yeah, it looks like everyone's saying the first question, should you Google it? Why is Boy Scout popcorn $25? Because it's <laughs> thought of a donation to local scouts and individual scouting careers. Nah, I'm good. I'd rather <laughs> give the $1 to the kid selling the candy bars who has like a helmet. He's not even a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Like the Atlanta boys who sell water. I'll give you a dollar because you're really going to get off the street. These Boy Scouts, $25 is a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, for some popcorn. This is like year one. You guys know about year one in LA? It's like, it's like Kylie oh, Jenner yeah. and like all the famous people get their shakes there. Like that's yeah. what I expect there. Yeah. Well, we have a great show in store for you today. Uh, we won't be scamming anybody out of <laughs> out of twenty five dollars. I promise. Uh, Beth Moore joins us. Uh, you don't want to miss that. Also, at the end of the show, we have a record breaking game. You don't want to miss that either. But stay tuned. Right now, up next, it's slices.
You're listening to Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers. The song is I Used to Be Fun. Oh, it's Jesse's theme song. Oh, <laughs> dang. Out of nowhere. Didn't even need to take that shot. <laughs> yeah, wow. catching strays out here. <laughs> Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen Season 4. Episodes 1 through 3 of The Chosen Season 4 are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. All right, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right, well, I I was attracted to this story because... um, I don't know if you guys saw at the Toronto International Film Festival, they're premiering a, a documentary about Nickelback called Hate to Love. And it's about, it's about Nickelback and it's about people, how, how they made their career as the most hated band in the world. And they actually performed up in Toronto around the festival. I'm nervous to see the film for obvious reasons to longtime listeners of the show because we conducted a, uh, a stunt on this show to raise money. Emily and Marty know about this. Back in the day, uh, the members of this podcast, I happen to be the one that actually did the stunt, but I I think of it as a team effort. Um, Oh, no. It was a solo effort. Now that legal is over, you can talk about it. (laughs) I listened to Nickelback for a week straight without interruption in an effort to raise money for charity and it accidentally went viral um, it went international news like he was on the radio in sydney <laughs> yes. uh, london papers were covering entertainment it. tonight empty our good friends at mtv it was a whole thing it was yeah. a whole thing so i so i saw that this movie the psychological to torture of having to listen to nickelback 24 hours a day it's for a week awesome. straight wait just were a lot you of asked money to be a part of this letter. documentary because it doesn't feel like an accurate no, documentary no no but, no but because nickelback actually was the, 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 they got wind of it about three days into the challenge it got kind of ugly and weird and they didn't like it you know well they were they were touring in australia and so the uh, a sydney radio station morning zoo crew show called jesse had jesse on to talk about this stunt and then had chad kroger that's rough to confront jesse yeah, yeah. it was a whole ugly situation. So are you the most hated person by the most hated band? No, no. I, I told them, I told them I would come on. I told them I would come on, but I actually called Cameron and the guys at the office because I was like, "Look, guys, here's the situation." <laughs> they were like, "They're gonna have me." I, I went on because I wanted to promote the the challenge for charity, but I was like, "When Chad Kroger comes on, I'm, I'm, you know, you guys take me off because I cannot not be." I cannot not be all in on this, okay? Like, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to say... Confidence, baby. Because that would ruin the joke, right? That would ruin the whole joke. But I know it would get confrontational, and that's not what I wanted. But there was no way I was going to apologize. Like, I wanted it... It it had... If I did, it would no longer be funny. But I didn't want to, like, get in a fight with the lead singer of Nickelback on our Australian morning radio. I don't want to create an international incident here, okay? So, but anyway, I knew they didn't love it. So, I I kind of been thinking about this all week because I really want to see this Nickelback movie just to see if it's referenced at all. Um, uh, uh, they say but, that a hero can save us. You know, that plays in the background with <laughs> Jesse's face. Not gonna stand His wife made him sleep in another part of the house because she couldn't handle Wait, Nickelback. Wait, so you like, had it playing while you were like night. sleeping? 24-7. Uninterrupted. Wow. Did you see wow. a psychiatrist before or after this to just like study the psychological <laughs> damage? Kind of like uh, the... 
what's the documentary where you ate McDonald's nonstop and you measured his body? <laughs> yeah, this is your super size yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, was, yeah. And, and arguably, this did more damage to me than, than the McDonald's. Did your for him. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're physically, you can recover mentally and spiritually. <laughs> you know, super size I, I, me. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But anyway, yeah. I came across this story and uh, I wanted to, I wanted, I, it caught my interest because it was a story of someone named James Romulotus um, who, who did, who, who achieved something and he raised money for the New England Center and, uh, and Home for Veterans, two great organizations, I'm, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, really, once I dug into the story, this is not a story about accomplishing something great and raising money for charity. This is a story about writing an outrageous wrong, okay? For a long time, James held the Guinness World Record for the most consecutive jumps on a pogo stick, mm. all right? He held that, um, he held the record for a once. <laughs> well, th- this was over 88,000. Oh uh, this was, oh this was 11 hours. Uh, eight hundred. The previous record was 88,000. Oh, 88, no, okay. Yeah. But uh, it was only 11 hours, which I feel like I, you, I, I would be like, I don't know, 48. I feel like you could go longer. But, uh, you know, he actually once held the record, but he lost the title in 2015. But there is a massive asterisk to this story. When he lost the title and when he first did it, they allowed five-minute breaks every couple of hours. You could get back on the pogo stick and, and keep jumping just so you want the challenge to end. This one, thankfully, he did the right thing. He righted a, a horrific wrong because that did not belong in the Guinness, the hallowed book of Guinness World Records. This one, it had to be nonstop. And as he said, that means if he fell one time, they would start at zero, challenge over. These challenges... There are no breaks, okay? It is outrageous they let it in there in the first place. I'm glad he did the right thing, and I'm glad he raised money for charity, but I'm kind of mad at him for holding the, 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 the record at all if he was taking breaks 10 years ago when he said yeah. it. Am I wrong here to you're be this wrong. outraged? You're That's not ridiculous. Wrong. You're, you're not ridiculous. wrong. Sorry, you're As not wrong. As someone who also holds a world record, you're allowed to be upset about that. What world record? I Wait, hold upset. on. Hold on. Wait. The record I of what? I imagine anyone has listened to Nickelback more than Jesse. I, I just <laughs> it's can't. not verified, but I think it's honorary. An unofficial world story. record. The most, somehow the most number one Nickelback fan. He it worked like, with it playing. Like mm-hmm. we would have, we recorded the podcast. That's with so it good. On in the room behind him. That's so good. Like, every meeting, it was Nickelback playing. It was terrible. It was terrible for all of us. How many that. albums did they have? At, because like, That's, you're only listening to, to say, yeah. It's like three albums. It was about two? eight. Eight? It was about an eight loop. And I'll say this, like... Plus, they're... <laughs> like, they did movies and stuff, so there's, like, a bunch of, like, hidden tracks. Did you hear all those, too? Oh, I knew the whole catalog. Oh, I will say this. The early... Once the production value got better, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys. What's the production value? And they hired, like, real producers and musicians to, like, be studio people. Yeah. You know? They had some bangers, okay? I will say it. I will be driving... I'll, every once in a while, I'll be driving and just got to f- tune in the radio or or uh, like my old iPhone that I had for some reason. One day, like I did like an update to the OS and it downloaded a bunch of stuff that I had like purchased from iTunes a while ago. And the Nickelback catalog somehow re-downloaded and I started my car and it started playing. <laughs> I'm telling you, 
later in the catalog. The first couple albums are rough. <laughs> I mean, rough, rough. But later, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, I could. I wouldn't say this. I didn't like them, but I could see why some people did. That, that I'll, I'll say that about they, Nickelback. They That's did as nice as I'm movie. Be. Like they did the Punisher. They did the song for Spider Man. They did Transformers theme song. Like they they were hit makers, though. You know. They were. Yeah. What song was your surprising so we can hear it like later on? What was song that you were like surprisingly like this is like a great song? I, I, you know, the thing is like I'd have to go back because I don't remember song titles because I've never paid attention to song <laughs> titles. It was just I remember back, like, like, like uh, yeah, yeah. PTSD after all listening right. to it. What do you have, Emily? You know, if you guys went outside at all this summer, you probably noticed it was a little hot. Uh, and officially, as summer has now come to a close, this summer has earned the title of the hottest summer on record. Um, it uh, is official from the European Union Climate Change Service. They announced that this is the hottest summer that we've had since 2015. That was the last hottest summer. Um, and their prediction is that next summer going to be another really hot summer and the summer after that like it's just this record's going to really? keep breaking um it's not going to be like an anomaly kind of summer and it's just it's, it's all moved to vancouver well i but I, that's my thing like here's my question like it's going to keep getting hotter what do we do like do we just like i have friends and you know that still live in texas they went 50 something days where every day was over 100 degrees uh phoenix set the record of hottest city in recorded history with uh, like something like 71 Wait, yeah, they were, days it was like 110 degrees like for like 50 plus, days yeah. in a row mm-hmm. so it's just like yeah. that's not that's not habitable. So, like, what well, are we going to do? Well, the same European Climate Union uh, said that Phoenix was the first uh, populated city that's uninhabitable without air conditioning. Wow. Like, humans would die. So, yeah. yeah. Man. But it's just like, what? Let's so, move to Phoenix. assuming, so I guess we all get air conditioning or, like, like I'm Dubai curious to there. see if people, like, if people start migrating to other, like, it's been hot in Nashville, but I was telling people, like, this is the coldest summer I've ever had because it only got up to, like, the 90s. There were a few days that were, like, close to 100. But, like, it was only in the 90s. So, for me, this is colder. But for everyone else here, they're like, well, this is so hot. I want to go somewhere colder. And it's like, are we just all going to keep moving up yep. until we're in, like, the North Pole? That's crazy. I mean, it's called climate migration. I mean, that's climate refugees. That's happening around the world. Not just for, like, oh, I want it to be cooler, but, like famine and yeah. floods and things happening that people are being displaced and they're having to relocate and uproot their family. So yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. All right. What do you have? Marty? That made my stomach hurt. Thanks guys. Um, you're welcome. The world's going to end. You want some popcorn to make you feel better? I would love some. And I want to see this Nickelback, uh, <laughs> that Jesse just threw up in the chat. Hate to love uh, trailer. All right. I love getting stuck with music news and I love picking these articles. So, uh, cause I was actually talking about this yesterday. Uh, the AI Drake ghostwriter. So I don't know if you guys know this, but a couple weeks ago, uh, someone made a song. It's completely AI with Drake and, the weekend it sounds exactly like them it's called heart on my sleeve it's a great song actually of all things um mm-hmm. so at one point the the man who ran the grammys was like hey this is actually eligible even though the artists aren't eligible to, to win the award the writer is so that caused a little controversy they came back and they said listen that's not gonna happen we can't do that um he actually the ghostwriter just released another song with uh 21 uh savage and, and uh, travis scott that i actually heard is pretty awesome and so now there's a lot of arguments about what should be allowed to be grammy nominated what's not um in this new ai world which is crazy and i will say this uh this tuesday 
went to my buddy Hutch's house and Hutch is a huge sync artist and we made a song and I used my voice, put it in AI and it made it into a girl rapper. So we made a song of a guy and a girl rapping back to back and it worked out. You would never know it's me. It sounds like a a girl from the Bronx who's like a stud, you know what I'm saying? Like a stud from the Bronx type thing, like a young ma situation. Um, It sounds like that Mm -hmm. on the song, which it sounds great too. So, you know, as AI is starting to transform voice, is like what's the line of appropriate what's the line that's not appropriate but to end the story the the uh, man who runs the Grammys said we're not going to take the song anymore it's not eligible because the artist didn't actually make the song but at one point it did kind of slide through so what are your guys thoughts on AI yeah, music yeah. we reported when it got submitted and accepted and then it was like two three days later that they said oh wait never mind we don't want to open that can of worms just yeah that's yet. a big can. Yeah. I mean even so. with the Rihanna there was a, I don't know if you guys know like Rihanna got sampled in a song and she didn't never sang the song they thought it was a leak because they've been waiting on an album it's causing people i mean someone made i think 20 grand selling frank ocean songs and they were all fake for may i i I guess the question is is the song is a grammy awarding just the merits of how good a song is by critical by critical and popular standards so it's like a blind taste test if you put out all five songs that are nominated for grammys should it matter if some of them are written by AI, if they hold up to the critical and and popular standards that the other songs do, like what is the Grammy actually awarding? Is it human mm, artistry? Human, or, yeah, human artistry, I would yeah. say. Or is it is it great music? music? Yeah, nah, because, I think it's human artistry. Because you can detach them, you know. I think it's human artistry, and I, I think it'll stay that way. I, I don't think the award shows will start awarding algorithms. They can't. You know it what I mean? They're gonna. Yeah. Yeah, but, they but 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 what I'm saying, if it was blind, <clears throat> if it was like, here are songs, we're not going to tell you who wrote, like, you well, know what I'm saying? Me, like, it's the radio is going to probably the where we see AI music yeah. creeping yeah. in. Is that to your point? It's like this is just a great song. Mm-hmm. Who cares who made it? Who wrote it? We're just going to play it. You know, but, I don't know if it even is a good song because I just think that you have that. Yeah, that Drake and The Weeknd. And so right now they're so hot that just hearing the voice, you're like, this is great. But technically, if I was to play that song for you guys, you guys would be like, all right, it's just another Drake song. It's not even a it's not even a single. It's not yeah. even great. Mm-hmm. But the idea that it's, it's more novel. That, yeah, it's more novel. Yeah, you're right. Fake. All right. Well, that'll do it for Slices. Uh, for more of that, check out relevantmagazine.com every day. Okay, stay tuned. Up next, Beth Moore joins us. In the dark, in the light. I give it up if it's up all of my dead ass, spit up and then I'm gonna repent it. Living my best life, pushing my limits, I'm filling up my day full of my dead ass. Who wanna smoke? I'm trying to get it if I gotta go. Still holy. How do I know? I'm about to get in cause I know the hope. Still holy. Back to the ropes, thinking these logos, but I'm low cause I know for sure that the bell gon' save me. Tuck in my chin, I ain't worried about Hades. All them shots, they left me holy, mm. but I'm still holy. Mm. You're listening to Indie Tribe, No Big Deal, Tori Deshawn, Mowgli the Iceberg, and John Keith. The song is still holy. Well, Relevant has a lot happening this year, and we don't want you to miss a thing. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter right there on the front page at relevantmagazine.com, and we'll send you our top five trending stories sent to your inbox every weekday. We'll also send you a weekly uh, podcast newsletter with the latest episodes, some uh, fan extras, and first peeks at the new shows that we're going to be rolling out throughout this year. Make sure to sign up. It's the best way to keep in touch with everything we got going on. Well, our guest today is Beth Moore. She's a speaker and author. I mean, you know her. 
who earlier this year released her memoir, All My Knotted Up Life. We spoke with her about her story from how she got started to how she stuck around through all the good and difficult times. Here's part of our conversation with Beth Moore. When I was thinking about this, I was curious about like the beginning of your journey. Um, mm-hmm. You were doing things that no one had really done before, especially <laughs> for women in ministry. So yes. what was it like at the beginning of that journey? Like, how did you take that first step? Well, oh, man, it was crazy. What I primarily did, Emily, and you can tell, especially because, you know, one of the very first things I did was uh, teach aerobics at my church. Because, and because why? Well, because the women, I had just got married. And so I come back to Houston because I've been in college. I come back to Houston, go back to my, go back to church. And they're in, you know, locally. This is the beginning of the aerobics craze. And they're like, Beth, you need to teach us a class because I've been in drill team. You know, I don't know why they put drill team aerobics. It's got to be the same thing. Of course, it's not. We never high kicked one time, not one time in aerobics. But so, but what I had surrendered to the Lord, what I had committed myself to is that, okay, whatever I do, what, what I will pursue, I, I didn't and haven't always done it well. Maybe I was unsuccessful entirely in that particular thing, but I thought, well, I, I'll do my best to do it to the glory of God. And so I told him, I said, well, okay, well, if I do, but I've, I've, I've made this commitment to the Lord. I said, I got to find a way to do it. That is, you know, very blatantly Jesus. And so this was the beginning of the Christian contemporary music craze that just, this was, you know, Amy, Amy Grant, this was Michael W. Smith. This was Stephen Curtis Chapman. These were all these. So it was coinciding with this time period. And so I was like, well, I'll choreograph to that music and we'll just kind of make it like worship. We had a blast. And in the meantime, then I was starting to get asked what I come and in those days it was about what we called christian fitness don't emily let me tell you something about being my age and looking back it it is it's absurd it's absurd you could oh there were times in the book now there were times in the book i cried that it was like i I just was like poor woman you were so ignorant and but there are other things that are so hilarious and this part just to think that i thought I was being taken seriously in my purple leg warmers is, 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 is a, it's so delicious to me. I I would not trade it for anything. I just wouldn't trade it for anything because it's so ridiculous. When I look back at the titles of some of my early messages. So when I was first being asked to speak, so what was I doing? I just will like Lord open the door. And I'm still going to tell you, this is still what I would do. Open the door. And and if I feel your leadership, I'll walk through it. So then I was asked to, you know, speak at some things. And I spoke on fitness mainly at those points. And then then I started doing more Christian motivational speaking. And then I got a call that a Sunday school class had opened up um, at church for um, young married women. Would I be willing to teach it? And it was it was that kind of thing. So it was just stepping into that next place, stepping into that next place, stepping into that next place. Now. At that time, I I wasn't out in, in the public eye enough to know what was about to happen or that anything was particularly unusual. At that point, even though I'd never had a mentor that had ever been an aerobics teacher, I still was, my life was very much patterned after 
the women that had poured into my life um, until I began, I'm going to try to say where this would have all converged, when I began teaching a weekday Bible study and they that class talked me into doing some writing, some uh, a, a curriculum for them. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to do it. Well, we think you can do it. Well, they pastored me and I, and I did do it and would have had no idea what that would become, which is that ultimately Lifeway would, would pick those things up. So fast forward with me, Emily, and I, I just feel like I'm, I'm going into this long story because somebody needs to hear this. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, over the next couple of years, I am way out in the public eye and I am not, I'm not trained enough. To be, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't trained. I didn't have any clue that I would go under that kind of scrutiny. And uh, suddenly I'm going then when it's, when the speaking engagements are getting bigger and bigger, the Bible studies have taken off and suddenly I'm in rooms of thousands of people. Uh, the, oh, I can't even describe the anxiety of it because it was like, what, what, what on, what on earth? And what what do I what do I do with this? And I'm still doing what the best I know how, which is go where the Lord opens that door. But um, this is what I would say to you. At this point, then I didn't have a mentor that had been out that far in those waters, mm-hmm. and now I'm out where I've not got a pattern for it, and now I am just exposed and so oh my gosh it it was it has been very very difficult it has been a a a great adventure but i'm going to tell you right now emily and i mean it i mean it i say these words before heaven so heaven is my witness one of the things that has kept me out there through all the controversy through all all the criticism through getting on social media and just being like, whoa, I mean, like, I mean, like, I, what does trending mean? And I want to tell you, Emily, it never means anything good. It right. never means it. Never. <laughs> you don't ever want to trend. You don't ever want to trend on, on Twitter. <laughs> but what kept me over and over to this, especially after October 2016, what kept me out there is you guys, Emily, you young women, because I kept thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Right now, what I'd love to do is just go completely out of the public eye. I mean, not not quit ministry. I'll never quit ministry because I'm in that with, with Jesus. That's that's already it's too late. But what became my concern is that young women that they were going to use me. I'm talking about that, not young women, but right. the culture was going to use me as a cautionary tale. And make women think, whoa, I don't ever want that to happen to me. And those women are also going to look at their big sisters and go, I see, we can be bullied off. And so it was like, I, so in my mind, I thought about y'all every single day without even knowing your names. And some of them, I would know their and I would think about them. Mm-hmm. And I think, girl, you're getting on today. And you're going to say something. I don't care if it's about cheese and chocolates. <laughs> but you're going to get on there and and you are not going to let them bully you off and so emily 
you and your generation had so much to do with it. So I don't know whether to thank you or to spank you. But it was just, yeah, you guys meant a lot to me because it was like, oh, they got to see some people hang in there. They got to. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, we did. I, I mean, I remember talking with my friends about truly just like how grateful we were for you that like, oh, just saying like i just remember thinking like i'm so glad that there are people like beth moore who are standing up saying these things like i wish more people would you know like you really were like just a hero of the faith for like so many of my friends just as we were talking like it's just something that i've always admired about you is your determination and your grit um and I guess I'm just curious, have you always been that way? Or is that something that you feel like you've kind of built up over the years? Definitely build up, built up over the years. There is, there is a, for one thing, when you, when you do, I'm going to say walk with Jesus, but I'm going to say pursue a walk with Jesus because my walk has certainly been wobbly and I certainly know what it is to fall in the ditch and have to get back up and to have tripped and fallen and have you know, God just pick me back up again and set me um, on my feet again and brush off uh, all the dust and all the dirt and all the mud. I've been through all the things, but there's also that that growing of endurance, and it 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 is grown, it is grown, and it is very often listen to to me carefully, Emily. It is it is very deliberate. It is us choosing very often choosing to oh no, Jesus is is worth this. He is worthy of this. I cannot think, like, I'll tell you this, my belief system wouldn't have been worth it. I I, I would say if, if somebody listen to me and understand what I'm saying and what I'm and not what I'm not saying, a Christianity as a way of thinking and a worldview would not have been worth it. Um, the people that I served, I'm not sure at the end of the day, when all was said and done, would have necessarily been worth it, but Jesus is worth it. He is worth it. So for every time, and of course, serving others is as well. I'm just saying there are times when nothing else is enough. You're only in it because you love Jesus and he loves you and the calling on your life is just, I mean, he He grabs and holds tight. And so, but I do want to say that I have always been strong-willed. So here's what I, I think about Second Timothy chapter three when Paul is talking. When somebody's listening and going, "Yeah, that you know, this is why we call you a Jezebel." I, I just I, call me what you want. Listen, at this point, I've been called everything. I, I, somebody said not too long ago, "My Jezebeline." I didn't even know that was the word. My Jezebeline, B L I N E. My Jezebeline ways. Now I'm teaching my Jezebeline ways to other young women. Call it what you want to, but I'm going to tell you that Paul talks in Second Timothy chapter three about weak-willed women, and one of the things I've said this over. I've got two granddaughters, and my daughters and I have talked multiple occasions, this is no age to raise up weak-willed women in. Um, there's nothing more wonderful than a strong-willed woman that is a woman that is strong-willed about the will of God in her life. That, that kind of strong will is essential in this culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think that's such a good point. Like you, we we need to be 
strong-willed about the will of God specifically. Yes. Um, yes. Having, like That intentionality, I think, is... You better believe it. And know what it is, as and know what the will of the Lord is. So, you know, seek it, seek it. And then when you know it and when he's leading you i mean hold on for dear life and and persevere and don't don't quit because you made a mistake listen i i've had as i'm I'm certain i've had as many failures as i've had successes what whatever any of that means so you just listen he's you just keep doing the thing till we see his face That was Beth Moore. If you want to see more of that conversation, head over to relevantmagazine.com. We posted uh, more from that Q&A just today. All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's our world record game. Don't miss it. You're listening to Blonde Show. The song is Street Rat. Hey, that was my high school nickname. Um, okay. All right. It's time for... Jesse's like, okay, over the last 15 years, I've heard him say that. <laughs> He's had a lot times. of high school nicknames. Still plays. Still plays. <laughs> it works. Today's show is brought to you in part by The Chosen. Season four of The Chosen is coming to theaters nationwide on February 1st. And this season has everything. Clashing Kingdoms rival rulers, and when they're threatened by the reality of Jesus' growing influence, religious leaders do the unthinkable, choose to ally themselves with the Romans. As the seeds of betrayal are planted in opposition to Jesus' message turns violent, he's left with no alternative but to demand his followers rise up. So get ready, relevant podcast listeners. February 1st is the big release day. Go get your tickets now at thechosenriseup.com. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we were talking about Guinness World Records. We were talking about this is a record-setting summer of heat. This is the last game of the summer. By the next podcast, it'll officially be fall. Uh, so we wanted to go out with a record-setting game. It's called the Ultimate World Record. And what I'm going to do is give you guys multiple choices. I'm going to tell you a world record, and you're going to give me the correct answer. So I'm going to ask you about a world record. You're going to give me the correct answer. Here we go. All three of you are playing against each other. Okay. Right, Jesse, you're up first. Here we go. What's the record for most births at a single time by a woman? Is it at a six? single time? Yeah, a single so like, giving okay. birth. Yeah. Most births, most most things okay. came out of her. Most babies came out of her. <laughs> Is it six, eight, nine, or seventeen? What's the world record? Well, I remember the Octo Mom, and she seemed notable, but not that notable. So I'm going to go. I think it's got to be way more. I think it's got to be like 17. It is not. It's nine. Nine is no. the most births. I didn't know Octo Mom was knocking on the door of. Yeah. It's like a puppy where it's some like of the babies size don't make a little hamsters. This whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that's sad. This got dark. <laughs> All right, Marty, you're up. How long was the longest stand up comedy show by an individual? Was it 24 hours and eight minutes? 36 hours and 12 minutes, 40 hours and 8 minutes, or 48 hours and 16 minutes? I'm going to say Longest 40 hours on this one. 40 <laughs> hours is correct. Yeah, I knew that was going to happen. That right. a, okay, I need to know, like, yes, it was 40 hours long. Was it a good 
quality like i was i would say it's hard to get a good hour yeah, yeah. after an hour it's, 40 you know, hours that's yeah. a lot I, I don't have hopes i don't have high hopes that's just filibuster right there <laughs> anyway all right emily how many lit candles can david rush the world record holder fit in his mouth how many lit candles can david rush fit in his mouth is it 20 75 91 or 150 I'm literally Full trying to think of like table candles, how Derek wide candles. I can open my mouth, how big a candle is. Okay. I'll go with 91. 150. What? 150 lit candles. I gotta see it. I gotta see it. I'm looking at the guy right now with the, with, yeah. the, with the pool balls in his mouth, to be honest with you. Remember from Ripley's? I'm looking All right, at Jesse. Jesse, how, was the, how long was the longest fingernail of all time? Oof. Over two feet long, over five feet long, over six feet long, or over nine feet long. Longest finger. See, here's now. the thing. I feel like if you get to five or six feet, you might as well go to nine. Plus, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's definitely not two. It's got to be longer. But, it, but why are you stopping at five or six? Go all the yeah. way to nine. Because I remember, in the, I remember though, in the world... I got a lot of questions. <laughs> I'm probably overthinking this. But I remember in the world, get his book of world's record, the cool one. Not the one that looks like a yearbook, yeah, but right. the one that was like an almanac yeah. that, you know, was just loaded with weird black and white pictures. I remember as a kid, because we had those, for the some reason, every home one. in America had them. There were long, curly ones, and the yeah, guy would yeah. keep them like a velvet like bag. Eastern, right? But the it thing only happens is, over there. It doesn't happen yeah. in America. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's different. <laughs> They're only going for that record in yeah. some parts of it. But anyway, he keeps them like a velvet bag, like this glove <laughs> yeah, thing. He and he only <laughs> unveiled them, I'm assuming, <laughs> when Guinness was in yeah. town to oh, update the book. Like you know, sword. it was like picture day at school. Yeah. But they weren't much longer than two feet. But the thing is, like, are we? I don't think there's a way to uncurl mm. them. But if they were uncurled, I think it would be, you know, like, it's like, it's like my earphone cord. Like, I could stretch it out to nine feet, but if I'm just holding it, it's like two. Uh, I'm out overthinking it. I'm going to say, I'm going to go right in the middle. I was thinking nine, I'm going to go four feet. Six feet long. It was like a, it's like it a cinnamon ah. roll. His thumb's like a cinnamon roll. It's disgusting. You literally have to have people do stuff for you. You cannot do anything by yourself. You alter your yourself. whole yeah. life. You alter your you whole life to there. have just a random... Yeah. All right, Marty. Yeah. How many dice can a cat balance on its paw? World record. A dice, cat balance on its paw. Three, six, nine, or ten? Uh, let's go for six. Let's do six. Answer is ten. ten. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Ten dice. Honest, I'm not that. I'm not that's impressed. I'm not that impressed. Like you give me ten dice, I could probably do it on my. Like a give me, give me, yeah, that's, I mean, how big is the it's like G- give me an afternoon. Jesse really got the best question give, on that give, one. That just I, visually, I'm still thinking me. about the guy with the fingernail who you know, like <laughs> give me an afternoon and give me twelve dice, okay? Right. And I will stack them on one finger. I guarantee you, in an afternoon, I could stack twelve dice on my finger for a minute. But you're not a cat. Cat. It's a cat. Yeah, that's the least impressive thing a cat can do. I've seen a cat. I've seen a cat go from ground level. To over like an eight foot fence in one pounce. Cats can climb vertical can. walls. But they can't who, hold who cares about how many They don't have thumbs. Like, Jesse, like I said, they it's don't not impressive. Thumbs. It's not impressive at all. I can I can do way more than Jesse, ten dice. They don't have thumbs. All right, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, what is the furthest distance to squirt milk from an eye socket? Oh my Absolutely god. Not. Is it one feet four inches, four feet eight inches, seven feet eleven inches, or nine feet two inches? Furthest distance to squirt milk from an eye socket. My goodness, I have a million questions for this person who figured out how to do this. Um, 
I'll go with the second one. Four feet, eight inches. Yeah. No, it's nine feet, two yeah, inches. I would say definitely nine. Jesse, you say <laughs> that as not. if you've tried it. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen, I'm surprised not longer, to be honest, because I've seen some videos of like, and it's, I don't know where, but I know I have a recollection of seeing milk shoot out of an eye. And if it was like a wow. super soaker, I was like, wow, that is some power. Why, why, why do they dog. choose milk? Why can't they do like Coca-Cola? Because... Be, because I think you see the white milk pretty clearly, you know, and I think Coca Cola, I think carbonated beverages would burn your duck on the way out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm, okay. All right, Jesse, how heavy? What's the score update? Emily? Marty's we're the only one that has a one point. <laughs> we're okay, all losing go. somehow. All right, all right, Jesse, how heavy was the train that Ismael Rivas Falcon pulled with his beard? Was the train two hundred sixty nine pounds? Eight hundred sixty nine pounds. 6,069 pounds or 10,469 pounds. Again, I don't have a ton of information like, you know, did he get a running start? Did Was he <laughs> downhill at all? Beard. Yeah, but, yeah, but what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> I'm going, to, I'm going the, the highest number possible. 10,469. No, it was mm-hmm. 6,069 pounds. It's always one less than You're thinking highest. too high. Like, you have such high hopes for these people, Jesse. I don't know. I watched World's Strongest Man, and it doesn't honestly really matter if they're using their fingers or they're using hairs. It's big, leg power. This isn't a measurement of beard strength. I don't know. It's how powerful the guy's legs were. I don't were. have a beard, but I can't imagine that that's like easy to it pull be that. thing. It, it's just like attaching it to anything on your body. It was, this is about quads. This is about how much he was squatting. Like, it was, this beard was irrelevant Why does it here? also feel I'm like sorry. that guy was from India as well? Like, he knew the guy with the fingernails. Like, this is just something that's his uncle. centralized. Like, they're all trying to break records there. Yeah. Uh, Marty, what is the world record for the highest jump on a pogo stick? Is it five feet, eight feet, 11 feet, or 16 feet? Let's do 16 feet. Let's go all the way up. 11 oh feet is the world wow. record. Jesse, jump. your reaction Again, to that makes me think low. that you're going to try this later and be like, I'm going to beat this record. Because I've seen, listen, I went down a pogo stick rabbit hole once. <laughs> because I think I saw like these like Beetlejuice stunt performers at Universal, like yeah. hopping around yeah. on them or, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like the big silver hydraulic ones. Yeah. The cats are doing flips on those. You're telling me they can't jump over more than a bat? I don't know. I, I got questions. That's all. Jesse, have I got you questions. ever tried walking on stilts? I just see like I could see you trying that. I have. Yeah, I have. It's very. Jesse used to be scary. one of the Transformers <laughs> at Universal Studios. The guys with the the was <laughs> Bumblebee. <laughs> all right, Emily. Uh, how large was the largest hula hoop spun by a female? Was it three feet, five feet, twelve feet, or seventeen feet in diameter? I feel like it would be helpful if I knew what the act, what the normal hula hoop was, but um, I'd say like three feet. Okay, uh, the third one. I think it's the third one. No, it's seventeen feet. Wow, seventeen feet. Wow. 17 feet. That's a pretty wide, wide hula hoop. You got to be in like an open All right, field. Jesse, Jesse, how many layers were in the largest sandwich ever made? Ooh, good one. Twelve, twenty-eight, forty, or sixty. Again, I'm assuming what constitute a layer is like bread. It's meat, cheese, bread, meat, cheese, bread, meat, cheese, oh, wow. bread. I assume. I, I don't know. Interesting. I mean, well, I didn't because write it can't the rules. just be a bunch of burger patties. You got to have something to make it a layer, or else it's right. just big meat. Sure, sure. Right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forty. Sixty. Wow. It was the highest on that one. You should have gone on that yeah. one. Again, I feel like anyone motivated. Like I feel like if I got a bunch of loaves of bread, real talk, I, I'm breaking that today. Yeah. Give me some <laughs> yeah, peanut butter easy, and right? jelly. 
And just let me stack up seven, 61 pieces Jesse, of bread. I can't wait Look at that. Break every it. single New one world, of these records. New world record. <laughs> World's largest turkey sandwich. Look, it's 61 <laughs> loaves of pieces of bread. While he's growing out his fingernails. Right, Stop the presses. <laughs> Marty, the uh, deadliest lake in the world, uh, the record for the deadliest lake in the world is Lake Nios. I don't know where that is. Um, how many people died? At Lake Nios, is it 128 people, 560 people, 891 people, or 1,746 people? One, the biggest number for sure. That is correct. I know that. that I know people are dying. Record. If you're going to die, make it a big deal. People are dying. It's like a, it's like a whole thing. Well, Emily, how many people formed the largest underwater human pyramid? <laughs> Six, 19, 33, or 62? 62. 62 people formed yeah, the largest underwater human pyramid. Is that what impressed you, Jesse? Because that takes a lot of coordination. Can you do and- that? Again, <laughs> it has to be like if I saw it, I think it'd be like, okay, cool. There's, there's like older five dozen 62. people in a pyramid underwater. Wow. people doing On- a pyramid. That's a lot underwater. Again, give me something. The, at least the fingernails took years. <laughs> years of, that You're person dedicated. had to alter they can't even shower right. like a normal Out person. The Those 62 thing. people are going back to their normal lives, right? The guy who made the sandwich or the, or the woman who made the sandwich it didn't alter their life. Fingernails, I got respect for because it was a lifelong one commitment. Broke, you got to walk around in that little in that little crown royal bag <laughs> every day. It's a crown royal. It started with every a crown day. royal, and he just kept extending that crown royal. You're right, yeah, Jesse. exactly, exactly. That is a lifetime dedication. The sixty-two. Someone could be like, "Hey, man, I'm setting a new world record. We're getting in this big pool. You want to? You want to be one of the sixty-two? All right. What do I got to do? I just get underwater, man. We're just stacking. It's like, all right, that, it's hold, you got to hold your breath for like. Like, I don't know, 30 seconds. It doesn't take very long. And then we're done. And you get yeah. in the book. Well, I get in the book next to fingernail guy. And that guy <laughs> has been at it for like 45 years. Yeah, yeah. And he can't even drive. Yeah. He can't even hold his child he because car. he wants this so bad. <laughs> all right. All right. Last round. I'm doing it because, I'm, because, I, because I bought four loaves of bread. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Last round. We're three points each. So it's anyone's game. What's the score, Emily? Uh, Jesse, zero. I have one. Marty has two. There it is. Okay, anybody's game. Jesse, what is the world record for the most spoons balanced on a human face? 10 spoons, 17 spoons, 31 spoons, or 85 spoons? 31 spoons. 85 spoons! <laughs> it's a big face. Okay. <laughs> a lot of spoons. That is a big face. All right, Marty, Marty, you collect Beanie Babies. What's the world record for the largest collection of rubber ducks? Hmm. 563 rubber ducks? 1,239 2,583 or 5,631. It's got to be the 5,000. I could do 5,000. It is. No, it has to be. It is. It has to be. All right. Well, you won. Emily, uh, just for kicks and giggles, what's the world record for the fastest time to eat a bowl of pasta? Bowl of pasta. Is it 17 seconds, 36, 46, or 56 seconds? This is so hard because, like, okay. Yeah, because of pasta. I'm a really slow eater, so I would not win this record. I'll go 17. I think someone could do it. 17 seconds is correct. Good All right, job. there you go. Good. That'll do it for the ultimate world record. All right, record-setting summer, record-setting game. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Beth Moore for joining us. Uh, check out her memoir, All My Knotted Up Life. It's out. It's been out for a while. Uh, you can check out more of the conversation we had with her at relevantmagazine.com. And we also had a magazine feature with her in our last issue, our spring issue. You can find it by clicking the magazine tab right there at relevantmagazine.com. 
Uh, speaking of which, it's the last week of our summer issue. So go check that out. Great cover story with Lauren Daigle, a ton of other great content. Um, you don't want to miss it before we debut our fall issue. Uh, while you're at the site, also check out all the information about Relevant Plus. It's the best way to experience our content. It's ad-free, unlimited reading and listening. Uh, there's exclusive subscriber stuff and plans start as low as $250 a month. You can find out everything at the site. Hey, if you like the show, tell people. Wherever you listen, leave a review, rate it, if you have good things to say. If you don't like it, don't, don't do that. Don't hurt us. Uh, but if you like it, tell people about it. It helps the algorithm and helps people discover the show. We've been doing this a long time, but you know, things always are changing and it's great to have a new little surge. So if you don't mind, go uh, leave a review and rate it wherever you listen. We love seeing the feedback. All right. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Emily Brown. I'm Marty. We will see you on Friday. Have a great week, everyone. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. Fingernails I got respect for. Relevant Podcast Network. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.